Okay, one of the biggest things that I wish that I could teach, um, that I want to teach humanity is um, emotional maturity, right? Because so, like, so, like, the goal is for individual peace, like, individual contentness. Like, every person in their world, um, in, like, has peace, and not a collective peace, but individual peace. Like, they feel satisfied and stuff like that. And um, so I think if we, you know, like, discover who we are and are able to... So, for example, you know, like, how do we how do we get to peace, right? Well, the thing is, this world has suffering already, right? And so what I'm saying is there's always going to be suffering there's and sometimes the suffering is other people's peace in a way and but how do we regulate our our responses so we don't see that suffering to the most extreme right and so where we see a negative situation like we lose our jobs or um you know like our our crops didn't make it this year how um like we see a negative negative situation and or like you know a, a death occurs in the family and instead of getting in this like very reactive emotion emotion of anger dispute um yelling and um especially physical um physical like where we shoot somebody or we take action um in, among our emotions and but how do we get to a place of like okay the negative situation happened either in a neutral state where we're like looking at as a rational like okay well there's pros and cons to this like a rational mindset or we're seeing it as a positive spin we're interpreting it and putting meaning as a positive well like well you know this is a hardship and like yes i am sad a little bit but you know i know that this is going to make me stronger or it's going to build my character better and stuff like that because in this world i feel like everything is based on our emotions like if you think about it it's like we're we're just reacting to so much and we're just predicting and those predictions are based on the meaning of all the stuff that we're taking in and all the signals and because the thing is like like okay when we stub our toe like in a corner or something like that the fucking table did not have a malicious intent. We interpreted stubbing our toe as bad. And so we get very reactive and say, oh, fuck, God damn it. Ah, that hurts. So and so and it is it's okay to feel pain because you did feel it right. Like, oh, but you could instead of like very explosive. Right. And these negative emotions. And now maybe you you have a bad day for the rest of the day because you just stubbed your toe. Right instead saying ah oh, that really hurt and then just moving on right like accepting the situation for what it is yes like yes it hurt and and like but then nothing more of it and or even you know very horrible things like i think if we can regulate our emotions and we can find an individual peace and spirit or like a sense of purpose and meaning right and like what am i supposed to be doing and this sense of like we're doing the right thing and we're accepted in society and stuff like that i think i think that's good right and like 
I think a lot of this can be taught at school so that we're learning this at an early age. So once again, it's the education aspect of like learning these life skills of regulating your emotions and stuff like that so you can respond to negative situations which there's going to be right there's going to be suffering but we need to cope with that suffering and it, and coping with that suffering doesn't mean like when somebody dies you don't cry or anything like that or like you're just like a robot right it means like it, like we're humans you can have your emotions you can have your emotions right but um, if somebody dies, we don't want to be like, well, I'm going to kill the person who did it or blame the doctor or, you know, or even if somebody gets shot, right? And then just, you know, try to kill the other person or, you know, have this very malicious and if even if it's not taking action, but having this malicious intent and this, this need for blame and stuff like that. Um, but instead of more of an acceptance of the situation and trying to sit with your feelings and stuff and, um, we're just self-reflecting like it's like a a big thing is just like self-reflecting and like what am I feeling um why is it why is it that I'm feeling this and just keeping that why 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 and then um so this can be done like through like education like early on I think that will set us up especially, right? Because, like, there's people who have, like, midlife crises, right? And they're not really productive in society, right? So if we can figure out these, like, life skills of regulating our emotions and being self-aware and self-reflecting, right, and having a sense of who we are at, sort of at the beginning and or at least wondering about it and curious about it, right, um, then we're going to be so much more productive in in society because, if we know who we are, we're not going to change our jobs all the time. We're, you know, like, we're not going to be so lost. We're not going to get so angry. There's there's going to be less crime. There's going to be, you know, like, our mental health is going to be better, right? So um, hospital, like, you know, like, the aid for, like, mental, like, health care and stuff like that, that will decrease because we're individually happy, right? And so, like, expenses were, like, totally lower if we start having the early education, about all of these like life skills as well. And it's also um, for the education aspect, it's not just, the big one is like the 80% of it is just like the emotions, right? Um, But it's also dealing with the emotions, right? So how do we overcome the emotions? So there's, um, there's going to be the feeling of unproductiveness right or but then that goes to it's not just unproductiveness it's how can we increase willpower or self self-discipline right so then teaching the kids those skills right um being goal-oriented trying to motivate yourself how do we increase motivation um so like we have this list of emotions right and then how can we overcome it so there's going to be periods in our life where we are sad right and it's it's okay to be sad right and we can invite those feelings in but once again they're just visitors like you know you say hi to them you have a cup of tea with the sadness and you say okay why are you sad okay well this is like you're talking with your emotions right that like the self-reflecting of it but then guess what? You know what happens to guests? They get kicked out of the door. Like they don't stay in your, like they shouldn't stay in your body for a long, you don't want the emotions to be dormant, right? And because when they are dormant, that's when mental illnesses occur, right? The depression, the anxiety and stuff like that. So how do we recognize our emotions and then say, bye-bye? Like, and because 
that's important, especially because our society is structured in a way where we have school, right? And school means that we have homework. You know what happens with homework? There's stress because we're, we're like the procrastination aspect of it. Like, so then how do we teach kids to beat procrastination, right? And most of it has to deal with like, um, this emotion back needs. So this psychological needs aren't being met where, um, where we have to listen to our body. So procrastination might occur because, um, you know, like we don't feel like we're going to get a good grade or whatever. We're, we have this fear aspect, right? And a lot of uh, procrastination is just fear because like fear that we're going to get a bad grade, fear that we're not going to make the deadline, fear of like not being accepted and fear of like, you know, not just, uh, just this fear and this uncertainty of it. And so we just keep delaying it. We just keep delaying it because we just want to push our problems to the side. Right. And so then how, so instead of saying like, Oh, okay, well, how do we beat procrastination? We say, well, how do we overcome fear? Right. Because that is a core feelings thing. So, um, overcoming emotions and stuff like that because if you learn how to overcome fear not just procrastination um there's going to be situations where you are fearful again and um i would say that like you know there there was a point of our time where we needed fear but the thing is humans um like we've already evolved to the point where we don't have any animals that could kill us like, we don't have animals that could kill us. So, like, and, and we don't have, like, situations where it literally could kill us, right? So, but a lot of times, like, for example, the same signals that are saying, oh, that's going to kill you, that's going to kill you, is when we, like, stand up on the stage and we're giving a presentation, right? And we're, like, sweating and all, like, we get this nervous feeling, right? So then how do we tell the brain, like, hey, I'm safe, I'm safe, and it's just like how do we calm ourselves right and um and do the task at hand so that we are efficient yeah and so like that's the whole point of it is like how do we calm our stuff how how do we comfort ourselves how do we and that's going to be different for everybody else and but yeah that's the whole point of like like achieving contentness or um comfort and like a stability safeness um yeah da, 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 da. and then okay so then let's look at but there's environmental things that we can increase our happiness our contentness right so you know like even though there's suffering in this world we can make the suffering less right by uh especially government can do this a lot is um like, for example, in Europe, the the tuition rate for um, colleges is so much less than in America, right? So that, you know, like, there isn't a financial, like, debt and stuff. So there isn't this worry aspect and there isn't these, all of these emotions that come with being in debt or not paying for college. Or, like, some people are saying, like, you know, like, in America, like, oh, college is too expensive. And, like, why am one of those people? Even though I, I'm very goal-oriented and I can try to figure out a way, but I find college very expensive. And so, so then, like, how, you know, like, so then, 
like what the government did to ease the society's burden was okay we will like lowering um education right and so um example another thing is providing clean water right um because if you have unhealthy water right so we all have this body right and we all need food water and shelter right so if those things can be um provided by the society that can increase our happiness right because like we have a better sense of community of like okay this is provided and like it's a privilege but it's it's provided like in america we have most of these things we have clean water and we have shelter and we have food right but all of these things could be improved so like focusing our energy on like so much of the time we like there's so many scientists right like i th- that i think about it like that they're just the stuff that they're doing seems very pointless in a way because oh like okay like how does an ant interact with the world how is that useful to humanity how is that useful to humanity like in science, I feel like we are not goal-oriented. We're very dispersed, right? And there's, like, different sections and stuff like that. And we have all of these great minds, you know? But they're working on different things, right? And they don't really have a great goal. They have their individual goals and based on their individual curiosity. And so, like, curiosity of the individual is all right. But at the end of the day, I think it is much more productive and efficient if we all... Like, if we were to study ants and say, or, like, if we, so, like, in the realm of biology, let's say this, like, okay, for example, we need food, water, and shelter, right? So, what animal builds shelter effectively? Like, what what animal builds shelter strong for the size that, um, for, like, um, for their standards, right? So, how can we implement what they're doing to society, right? So then, or like, for example, like how like a spider's web is very strong, even though we're stronger, right? So it breaks easily, but like for them, it's very strong, right? And so then how can we make something like the, like something like a rope that is like the spider's web, like uh, the chemical formula for that thing, right? And so that can benefit society because, you know, like there's things where we need like a rope or like we need the material like a spider's web to hold things together, right? And because we have this structured society. So so if we look at biology and having this focus of, you know, okay, like, hey, how can we improve shelter? Or like, how do they maximize space? You know, like like looking at maximizing space looking at um, building things stronger, um, like how to make things like fireproof or floodproof. Like, you know, like there's animals that, you know, live by the ocean, right? Or the, the lakes and stuff. And there might be a, like a little tiny flood, right? So how do their shelter not get destroyed? And so because we humans also inc- like experience fire, shelter, like um, floods and everything like that. So that's beneficial. But having this focus of, you know, going back to, like, how can this benefit society, right? Or um, how can we protect them, right? Um, 
like how can we protect the like um studying the animals and then seeing oh well this species is dying and stuff and guess what we're all connected so if one species is dying we should be worried we should be fucking worried and because humans right now are at the top of you know like the pyramid or whatever right and we're conscious of this and we are aware and we have this conscious ability right i believe it is our duty to protect the animals right and to help them not die out and some things it's going to be because of like natural selection like a lion is going to eat an antelope okay we can't save every antelope right and that's all like necessary and everything like that um but also going back to this other thing like how can we maximize land so how can so like for example the human population is going to be like 14 billion in like 2050 or something like that or like at least the by the end of the century right and so but the thing is we need the amazon rainforest we can't start building homes in the amazon rainforest right so how do we maximize space on the areas that we are already inhabiting right and how do we give land back and start like you know like fostering the places that we've already destroyed right so how do we start regrowing the amazon forest um so stuff like that and but having this collective um mindset of conserving the land and environmental and stuff like that but for food for water okay let's say that um having the mindset of you know what every person in this world our goal is to get everybody to have clean water everybody like so we need scientists who are going to solve this problem and the the requirements is that it's cheap it's um it, it it requires like least amount of energy right and then um sustainable so like like it's not taking up too much space or like we're like doing something i don't know like it's like it's not causing any harmful um chemicals into the air or destroying land or anything like that to produce this safe drinking water but also um and it can be used in different ways, right? So the problem can be solved in different ways. But the problem, sh- like, we still have this problem of, like, people don't have clean water and we're not solving it yet, even though there's enough water. So then the solution is, like, how do we distribute it, right? And how do we, or, um, so the distribution is, um, like, one way that you can answer, like, oh, we have clean water here, okay? Well, I don't know, we'll do this, that. And then, um... Or, like, we'll teach people how to filter their water, right? Until we get machines or that city has a facility where they can um, filter their water that by their lakes or the ocean, right? Like, we have this ocean, right? And, like, we're not filtering it, right? And there's not a cost-effective way to, ocean, like, um, to filter out the sand. And so, but we have amazing minds, And so I bet by, you know, like we can figure that out in a cost effective but sustainable and, you know, having these requirements and everything like that. So that's the water aspect of it. And for the food, we need food, right? So like to live, right? And so then like the requirements for food should be 
it's nutritious, right? We're getting the calories, we're getting um, not just the calories, but all the vitamins and the nutrients, right? And so that should be the most important thing. And then second of all is how are we getting that food? So being environmentally friendly about it. So like, can we cut down transportation to get the food? How are we... Um, um, so being sustainable in the production of the food, I think is another key factor. And then how can we lower the price of food, right? So lowering the price of food so that it is affordable. Because the thing is, food, water, and shelter, like, those are not luxury items. These are necessities, right? So if we, we should be lowering these things, not like increasing, like a lot of business, they're like, oh, what is a need? Okay, how can we jack up? Like, have you seen the Lorax where they were selling air? It's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Air is a necessity and you're selling air? And that's what we're doing with food, water, and shelter. Like, this is all a necessity. And, but however, you know, for the shelter, a five mansion house, that should be ridiculously high, right? Because that's not a necessity, right? And, but everybody should be able to afford, you know, like, let's say that Americans, you know, they have like two, three children, right? A three bedroom house or a three bedroom apartment. And that should be affordable. And an affordable meaning, like, it should be based on um, the minimum wage at that time. And if it doesn't meet that minimum wage and also, you know, like, we have to look at, like, what are they spending for groceries and stuff, right? And then um, another aspect of society that we should be focusing on is teaching people about financial literacy. Because so much of this world is run on money. And so many people aren't educated about it. Or, like, they know what they have to do, but they won't do it. Like, Americans have a big problem of budgeting. Like, we're $26 trillion in debt. And why? Why? And we're, like, putting our money into the military when we're not even at war, right? When people are starving in our own house. So it's just like, but also I want there to be people who are like tracking this accountability. Like, where is this money going to? Where is the water going to? Where are we getting our food from? You know, where are these parts coming from? Because if we can track it, then we can spot out like, hey, this is not right. Hey, this is not okay. And stuff like that. Because the thing is, when I buy something, because of the global trade and everything, like that, it just says made in... China, right? But it wasn't just made in China. It was like that was maybe like 70% of the parts. But there's other parts that weren't, right? And then like and just like we have ingredients for um um for our food, right? What is in the products that we're holding? Like a pen, you know? And if it's a harmful product, then people would be like, hmm, is that really okay? And most of the time, if it's a harmful product, it's harmful to the planet as well. But like for science and society, I want us to have a collective goal of sustainably 
you know, improving the life of humans, but also the environment that they live in, you know? And then also I want there to be this common value in like educating of life skills and emotions and life advice philosophies and stuff and how to achieve happiness and contentness and stuff like that versus these materialistic goods and stuff and then another aspect is to value in the wholeness like we are all connected right even science says that we are all connected when we go to darwinism when we like study the evolution of things right like we're just like we're all just stars it goes back to when we were stars and made out of the same stuff that was made out, like that was made from a star and like that's crazy right and then, but even religion says we are all connected right and so i think in that aspect that can bring us so much closer together instead of seeing each other as Oh, you're different from me until, like, oh, you're my brother, okay? Cool, you're my sister. 